passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash, and they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to BollandBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, we are in limbo as we wait for the coldest day of the year for the Browns. That'll be on Sunday when they take on the New Orleans Saints as they try to stay alive in the playoff hunt with their 1% chance that they have heading into the final three games. Daryl, when I give you such optimism as that, how does that make you feel? January 10th can't get here fast enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Yeah, the the forecast this weekend is bone chilling. And um, if you have stuff to do before this weekend, get it done now. Because when the Browns play Saturday, it is going to be blizzard-like plus freezing, bleeping cold, as in my eyes may freeze again in the parking lot, which, by the way, is a true story that happened to me years ago. Wait, what? What happened? You can't leave me hanging with a story like that. So remember the Steelers primetime game? Like the Browns won, like, I think, 6 nothing or something like that. It was the coldest game ever. And the Browns won to knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. And as I was leaving the stadium at two in the morning, my eyes froze walking to my car. Oh my God. So what happened? Uh, it felt like I got stabbed by like by a thousand needles in my Ooh, eyes. So, so you, what you, I did was, is you I couldn't closed, see. 
Well, so I closed my bad eye since that was, right. uh, you know, and to keep the good one that I could actually really see out of. And the good one is the one that I froze because it was tearing up. It was so cold. So it was naturally tearing up. It was only frozen for a couple of seconds. I, I got in my car and was able to blink a few times and, you know, to, to get it going. But yeah, my eye literally froze. It was that cold. Because the temperature was below zero and the wind chill was like 15 below. Oh, man. And so the wind chill on Saturday is projected to be double digits below zero. So hmm. plus snow, we're talking 0 and 16 parade type conditions on the lakefront wow. for Browns and Saints. What I mean, what are your thoughts on this? And we got some guys that have never played in weather this cold. And let's be honest, I, I mean, they make such a big deal about people playing in the cold here, but. I mean, you're looking at one. I mean, since, excuse me, <clears throat> since I was a kid, I, I just, I remember cold games. They were always playoff games, but let's be honest. We haven't had bad weather. You're down to your, your final two games were chilly. Well, your, your second to last game was cold and your last game is going to be bitter cold, but we're not talking green Bay temperatures here. You know, it yeah, we are. Get, well, we are. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like one game a year, you know, the way this team plays and we hope for more because we'd like, Love to host a playoff game. I don't know. We haven't done that since uh, 1994. Did we host in 94? New England Patriots. They beat. Okay, we did. Yeah, we did host that game. So it's been since 94 since we've had to worry about this problem. So we're coming up on the 20th anniversary in two years. So that'll be great. Browns haven't won a division since 1989. Thanks for the misery. They finished second, I believe, just once since coming back in 1999. That's great. Wait. <laughs> actually no a couple uh uh te- um maybe twice but it hasn't been often i don't even want to ask when's the last time we came in first 89 89 yeah 89 oh man 89 season was and that was a central that maybe was, they could dissolve the north wouldn't that be great just get rid of the north maybe that's what the problem is so here here you go here is my 1986 browns afc central what grade were you in I don't know. Look at some of the Jeff Goslett was on that team. Mike Pagel, Felix Wright, our quarterback, good quarterback, right? Herman Fontenot, Hanford Dixon, Frank Minifield, Kevin Mack. What, uh, running back? Chip Banks, Clay Matthews. Linebackers. Bob Gruber. Bob Larry Gruber. Williams. Yeah. I don't remember Bob Gruber. Bob I didn't have a Bob Gruber card, I can tell you that. Ozzie Newsome, Webster Slaughter, Clarence Weathers, remember him? Oh, yeah, I remember Clarence Weathers. Uh, Reggie Langhorn, Jared McNeil, he was a character, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Sam Clancy, Reggie Camp. I Good. That's a star-studded roster right there. Similar to what the Browns have this year. Browns have a star-studded roster this year. Um, the deal with Carl Weathers, wait, 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 which Weathers? You, you didn't say Carl, you said um, which Weathers? Uh, Clarence. Clarence, isn't Carl his brother? I don't know. The now actor? Now you're going to make me look stuff up. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Clarence Weathers. I'm not familiar with the Weathers family tree. Well, yeah, I mean. I was five years old when that team was. I'm kidding. Actually, actually, 86, <laughs> I was nine. You were nine that year? Good for you. Why? Yeah, I was eight. No, his brother was nine. Robert Weathers, who also played in the NFL. Look okay. at you. That is that is some crack staff research you just did, right? Thank there. you. That was quick. Thank you, Google. 
All right, so let's talk about the great path to the playoffs because I think a lot of people are sitting around how to do oh, this. I thought we were going to say this like for the final segment. Oh, you all right? Well, I'll tease it then. We'll do it in the final segment. How's that sound? Um, be like our big kicker. It's going to take uh, you Joe, twelve minutes to read it. So I no, it only takes me thirty seconds. Let's just do it now. I've already. I'm I'm not a big tease. I don't like doing that. Let's just get it out of the way. Ready? Unless you feel like that's going to hold people through the entire podcast. Hang on, hang on. Let me get my clock. Last time you did this, it took you 55 seconds. It won't take me that long this time. Ready? Let's, let's see if you can beat 55 seconds without like trying to do the old mumbling at the end of a commercial bit. Oh, this isn't this isn't micro machines. I can do this quick. This is easy. Okay, here we go. This Ready? will definitely get us to the playoffs. Ready? Three, two, go. Browns win three. Raiders lose three. Jets lose three. Panthers lose three. Ravens lose three. Boom. 7.03 seconds. Look at that, man. Compared to what I had to, what we went through the other day with the uh, with the other one. I'm sure there are other paths, but that's the easiest one. You want the Raiders, the Jets, the Panthers, and Ravens to lose. That's all you really yeah, need to know. Well, less than a one. I was gonna say, what are the chances? Wait, 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 we know it's it's one percent. Well, we have to make sure that none of those teams actually play each other down the stretch. I did. You've already checked in to make sure. Yeah, if you use 538, they don't play each other. Okay. It just shows it to you straight out. You know what? 538 should be paying you. I know. I've done more for them. I mean, I could give you the long version of it if you want it, because what happens is is the Bills lose. Now, here's the long. You want the long version of this thing? Here we go. Ready? Long version of the path to the playoffs in three. Here we go. Ready? Bills lose to New England in week 18. The Chiefs lose to Las Vegas in week 18. The Bengals. Wait a second. I might have to start over again. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's right. All right, start again. Ready? Start again. Sorry. This is the way it plays out. I don't know why this. We're going to pretend the last 17 seconds. Why does Chiefs? Hang on a second. I don't understand why Chiefs Vegas matters in this scenario. Because uh, the Chiefs. We need need Vegas. Oh, we need yes, the Raiders, Raiders lose. Okay, sorry, Raiders sorry. That's right. We need Las the Raiders. Vegas these days. They're uh, yeah. Andy. Sorry, they sorry. I was Oakland. You know they play at the de- the stadium called the Death Star. Yeah, I'm not having a good day today. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go. One more time. All right, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Bills lose to New England, week 18. Chiefs lose to Las Vegas, week 18. Bengals lose to New England, week 16, and Baltimore, week 18. Niners lose to Las Vegas, week 17. Now. Uh, the Ravens need to lose to Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. The Dolphins need to beat. I, I, I made. I did. I screw this up. I think I screwed this up. Not lose to New England. This is the worst podcast ever. I want to nominate this for whatever the opposite of a Marconi is. The Bills beat New England. The Chiefs beat Las Vegas. The Bengals beat New England. This is right. The Bengals beat Baltimore. The Niners beat Las Vegas. The Ravens lose to Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. The Dolphins need to beat New England in week 17. They need to beat the Jets in week 18. Then we drop down the Jaguars need to beat the Jets this weekend, week 16. The Chargers need to lose to Indy, the Raiders, and Denver. The Commanders need to lose to the Browns, and that's in week 17, as we all know. The Patriots need to lose to Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo. The Seahawks need to beat the Jets. That is in week 17. And then the Jets need to lose to Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami. 
The Raiders need to lose to Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and Kansas City. The Saints need to lose to the Browns this weekend. The Browns need to beat New Orleans, Washington, and Pittsburgh. The Colts need to beat the Chargers. The Steelers need to beat Las Vegas. They need to beat Baltimore. They need to lose to us. The Falcons need to win at Baltimore. The Rams need to win at the Chargers. And the Broncos need to win at the Chargers. There you go. That's the official way to do it. That was like six minutes. Wake up! I oh, see I'm you sorry. sleeping. Are you done? That's what you wanted. You wanted the long version. I gave right, you the. You did it now. There you go. <laughs> one forty-three. That's not bad. What it take? It took one, and I messed up like four times off the top. I know, but that still counts. <laughs> I need Tylenol after that. And I think everybody else does too. Um, I so I mean, you're, but you know what? They're not dead yet. That's the thing. They're not dead. They're almost dead. Yeah, but the corpse is getting cold. <laughs> We don't have a whole lot of color. The corpse is really going to be frozen on Saturday. <laughs> we don't have a lot of color. And that, my friends, was the first segment of the show. I, that went forever. That was a thank you for wasting your time with us today. We love you for that. Uh, all right. Um, let's do this. Let's take a time out. We'll come back. We have actual things to talk about, like officiating and Joe Woods and this team and what they're playing for. So that's coming forward here on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car like a legendary camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive you can count on your new camry to get anywhere you need to go and with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. The show brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One 
the right choice for your comfort. All right, here we go. Um, let's talk about Joe Woods. And, you know, I brought this up on the show today. And I'm like, you know what? I don't. I, they gave up three points to the Ravens. I don't care who the quarterback is. The defense looks like it's getting a little bit better. But they did give up over 125 yards or 125 to J.K. Dobbins in this last game. I don't understand why the Ravens didn't run in that game. Is Joe Woods hanging on to his job here? What's going on? I don't know if he's hanging on to his job, but I think that they're going to be able to talk themselves into not firing him if the Browns finish the season strong. I, I said this on the show today, and Menigan said I was nuts. Callers were saying that I was nuts today, and I'm like, guys, this is the NFL. I mean, if you play – if your guys – one, if they don't quit on you, and two, you show progress at the end of the season, they are not going to give you the boot, especially in a, in a franchise – that was going up and down with consistency and coaches and just ready to fire somebody in a moment's notice. And the Browns have really gone the other way on this thing. I mean, look what they let Hugh Jackson do. You think they don't have patience now? They have patience with their coaching staff. I don't think they care about the outside noise at all. I don't think that they do either. And it, they seem resistant to change. Like they're so traumatized and understandably so by making so much change over the years that now they don't. Did you see the uh, Adam Schefter's report over the weekend? I guess the, the NFL league office submitted a report to the, the 32 owners showing how the league collectively, the 32 teams, have spent $800 million recently in uh, severance pay for fired coaches and executives like that is now I would argue the Browns have spent that since 1999. I think that I have to go back and look, but I, I think that this might be the first time in uh, this might be the first time in the, since Chris Palmer was the head coach and the franchise was starting anew that the Browns aren't paying severance to coaches right now. I have to go back and double check the timelines, but just like off the top of my head, I think that Hugh Jackson's contract has expired. Um, may, you know what? Maybe they are paying Freddie Kitchens. Maybe they, maybe this is the last year for Freddie, but like they're, yeah, if, the, if they are not paying anyone now, they're close to like next year if they stay the course where they don't have to pay any severance, which would like, again, be the first time since the team came back in 99 um, because they had to pay Butch Davis severance. They had to pay Romeo Cornell severance. They, and uh, Eric Mangini had to be paid severance and everyone, every coach that has followed has been paid severance by the Cleveland Browns. Pretty much every general manager since then has been paid severance. Think of the team presidents and executives that have, you know, been uh, let go over the years. So I would argue the Browns have spent $800 million themselves as a <laughs> franchise since 1999 on severance checks. Like I said, best retirement plan in the National Football League, being employed by the Cleveland Browns. Sign a five-year contract, work two or three years, and you're set for life. Where's Mike Prefer stand right now, too? Because I think the special teams, I mean, kickoff return, punt return has gotten significantly better. Um, you still have a kicker that <laughs> I, I don't know that he was worth a draft pick on this year because he has really struggled. But so did the one of the, uh, if not the best kicker in the NFL, struggled at our place. On Saturday, too, and I don't know if anyone's looking at that. I think people are saying, well, you just you drafted a kicker. Why? I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's what they're saying. I, I still get it. If you if you think you got the guy 
And you think he's going to be there for a long time? Because let's not forget, um, did anybody catch the Joseph kick, had the game-winning kick for Minnesota the other day? Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that used to call Cleveland home as well. So I, I don't know. I just think kickers are fickle and, you know, they're, I, they're like golfers. Sometimes they can get it on the green every time and sometimes they just miss. And I just – it, it's just – the thing I hate about the kicking in the NFL is everybody does all this work and you tee up this guy who comes out just to put his foot on the ball and – it's a lot of work for one guy to mess up, you know, 80 yards or 70 yards of a drive. Well, let's take a look at rookie Cade York in year number one in the NFL. This is a Daryl Ryder flashback, flashback, flashback. Not so much a flashback, but maybe a statistical breakdown. Statistical uh, breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. With the two missed field goals on Saturday, York is 9 of 15 on field goal tries at First Energy Stadium, 15 of 17 on PATs. On the road, he's a much better kicker, 13 of 15 on field goals, and perfecto, 14 for 14 on PATs. So the moral of the story here, Andy, is he just has to learn how to kick at First Energy Stadium. That That's it. That's so, it. I'm, so I don't understand. So why does he even go to Bree any day? They should send him right down to the stadium every day to kick. Well, because the grounds crew has work to do at the stadium. You know, the tire tracks are still all over the field. Come um, on now. Come on. That's a true story. I posted, okay, so but that's only on one side of the field. So let him, you could still see the tire tracks. So let him kick into the dog pound side of the field. That side of the field's okay. I mean, that knucklehead drove through Brownie. How do you drive through Brownie? Come on, man. Hey, oh. I got a brownie question for you. Yeah. Is he going to have a Santa hat on or no? He I, should. I don't they do know. one thing all year. Put the Santa hat on him. He should be dressed as Buddy the Elf. Because he's an elf. Yeah. I understand if you don't want to put him in the Santa suit, that, but put him in a green elf suit. Put him in Put him in a you know costume. You know, Christmas-themed costume. Holi- I'm sorry, holiday-themed costume. Because not everybody celebrates Christmas. So, holiday-themed costume. But everybody elf. loves elves. Oh, of course they do. Well, especially yeah, ones that make toys. There are some that uh, there are some brown. Yeah, and you know what they ought to do if they were really creative, mm-hmm. switch the football out for a present. So Brownie is carrying a present at for Christmas time. What are the odds of them doing this? None, because the Cleveland Browns have the creativity of a roach. Now wait a minute, didn't they put him in camo? That was for. That was for the salute to service, Andy. Okay, well, I respect that. So do that again. Why wouldn't you do that for the holidays? I hope Just they put a hat on him. Not, I, I, I hope they paint him holiday-themed and put a present in his hand. Anything else I can do to help market the Cleveland Browns today? All right, you want to go to the next level on this then? Will they wear the, fight, well, the white face mask again? No. Why They're not? Probably done with that. So that was a one-night thing for now. Um, I did see where J.W. Johnson uh, hinted on Twitter that they will look into it uh, as far as making a change. So here's why they can't switch to white face masks as easily as everyone thinks it is. They can do it on the field if they want. Switching out a face mask, that's not a big deal. But remember that the Browns' primary logo is their helmet. And the helmet has the brown face mask on it, which means they have to go through the league 
for merchandising as well as copyright because they have to then retrade. I don't know if they have to retrade market, but they have. There's things that they have to do behind the scenes. To any logo alterations require certain procedures. So why? Who cares? Like, who can't leave the logo brown and leave the and wear the actual white? Like, I I got to be honest. I think I've wasted more breath on this story than I have, you know, on any story in a long time. I think it's a total waste of time. I don't know why everyone's making a big deal about the white face mask. It's absolutely ludicrous. I love. Why that. are we making a big deal about this? Should I remind you that the last time the Cleveland Browns won a division title, they wore a white face mask? The last time they played for a trip to the Super Bowl, they wore a white face mask. Glory days, Andy. That's why. Glory days. And you know what? If I can get you to waste your breath on senseless topics, mission accomplished by yours truly. I mean, this is as good as the Patriots changing their logo, and they used to suck when they had the they, it almost looks like Brownie the Elf in the one hey, listen, position. Let me explain something. And you. then the Broncos changed their logo, and suddenly they got better. Don't go dissing Pat the Patriot, number one. Number two, I lost my train of thought, and it was so compelling, too. It was. It must have been a great number two. Uh, Broncos were my second point there, if you need help with that. No, it wasn't the Broncos. I don't care about the Broncos. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I told I I was like, don't I see I got so I iced you. I, I iced you. You iced me. I was I was gonna come at you for dissing Pat the Patriot. Well, I mean the Browns logo is a freaking helmet. As much as I'd like it to be brownie or something else, it it, it it's a helmet. So um yeah, I'm all I'm all about the white face mask though. The glory days, baby. Bring back the 80s. Where 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 the I I, I think then the edict would be to JW and anyone else involved in the decision-making in Berea. Once you switch out to the white face mask, which should have been, should be done, that should be made permanent. Do not ever touch the uniforms again. That is what the Cleveland Browns wear from now until the end of time. The New York Yankees don't change their uniforms. Do they? Do the Yankees change their uniforms? Uh, No. No, I'm sure don't. at some point they had. I mean, they have the pinstripes and they've got their grays without oh, the pinstripes. So yeah, I um I, I think that um yeah. I'm actually, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. one helmet change that I would be totally fine with mm-hmm. is if they dropped the Oreo stripe and went to the singular white stripe on the helmet. I think that that would look really super clean. A singular white stripe. Let me That's think about that. And guess what? And guess what they did when they wore a singular white stripe? They yeah. won the championship. They won multiple championships. Boom! Dun 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 dun. Glory days, baby. How bad does NFL officiating suck? We'll talk about that next. It's always game day in Cleveland. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. All right, as promised during this cold week where our brains have been frozen into trying to figure out how they're going to make the playoffs and what white face masks really mean to the Cleveland Browns, uh, you had a topic that you want to talk about when it comes to officiating in the NFL. So, my friend, the floor is yours. Uh, it blows. It's not good. Examples, it's, please. It's terrible. You've got all this money now. Uh, of course, as we know, here in the state of Ohio, January 1st, sports betting will be legal, in case you haven't heard. Um, and I, I just think that we're at a point now, Andy, they've got to fix it. You, you, you can't have situations like the Raiders game. The guy's foot looks like it's out of bounds. The, even on replay, they still call it a touchdown, and it looks like it's not a touchdown. You have these, these game-changing roughing the passer penalties that aren't roughing the passer fouls, right? So they have to find a way to fix this because from my viewpoint now. What again, do you want them to do? How, how do they fix it? That's my question. Eye in the sky. Have, okay. have a, so you basically hire, I don't know what, 16 guys mm -hmm. league-wide, assign them to officiating crews, just like you have your officiating crew, right? Right. You assign a replay official as part of that, right? Right. And that replay official's job is to obviously watch the game, and if he sees a play that needs looked at, buzz down to the officials, pause the play clock. I need, I need 15 seconds to look at this play again. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. No, it keeps the game going longer, and they probably can get another commercial break in. Um, and... And the other thing, too, is it gives them the opportunity to fix egregious mistakes like roughing the, pa roughing the passer or plays inbounds, out of bounds, first downs, you know, just critical stuff that is getting missed in these games. I think they do a great job with the every turnover and every um, every turnover and every uh, scoring play is right. automatically reviewed, right? And right. here's the other thing. By instituting this, there's no more, there's no such thing as a coach's challenge anymore. Right. So if the coach wants to bitch and complain to the officials, the official can just say, hey, booth upstairs already looked at it, sir, or coach. Right? Right. We already looked at it, coach. We're moving along. But the, the one part of the game is the officials need to slow it down so teams can't run plays so they blow through the official. You don't understand what I'm saying? Like in college football – Every play is re reviewed. That's what you're looking for, right? You're looking yeah, for what they much. have in college football. Every yep. play is reviewed. So the trick here is, is that if they want to do that, 
officials are going to have to slow things up to to watch every once in a while. They're going to have to go. No, you can't run another play. You got to wait. Yeah. Same thing. It, you it, it, what you do, Andy, is you make it the same procedure as a defensive substitution prior to the, or I'm sorry, an offensive substitution prior to the two minute warning where the where you have an official who stands over the ball to right. allow defense to substitute to match up with the offensive substitution. Exactly. And once Good that call. takes place, then you move. So it's, so I'm not advocating for anything that's like complex that requires a tremendous amount of thought. It's very basic, very easy, very simple. And the other thing too is there's no need for a New York command center. Like major league baseball has a command center, right? The umpires, they put their headphones on and they just stand there like a bunch of dummies waiting to be told in the headphones what the call is. No. Mm -hmm. And, and look, you can have the, um, and the official upstairs. So the officials on the field don't even need to look at it. This is the other thing. This now eliminates on the field replay, right? It's all right. done upstairs. And, and look, the officials are human. It is very, when you're talking Absolutely. about, when you're talking about the size athletes that you're dealing with here, it can be difficult to see if a guy's got both tippy toes in on the sideline or control of a ball and things like that. When you're going frame by frame by frame, instead of just watching an actual replay, because the technology is so good that now you can go frame by frame and see the ball coming loose and the old survive the ground. I do think though, I, I will say slow-mo, is deceiving though. It is. Yes, it when is. When we're trying to figure out if someone has possession of the ball 100%. or if we're trying to find out how, you know, like in real time, <laughs> things may not look the uh, slow motion is different. It's just it, but it keeps getting used. Like I, I, yeah. I forget what game I was watching yesterday, but they did the same thing. I'm like, oh, that, that's an in. Oh, it was the Falcon Saints game. Kid from New Orleans. Keeps thinking he's got his first career interception and it keeps getting taken away by replay. And he had another one against the Falcons. And he, as he, he had one foot, it looked like he had both feet down, but after he picked up the foot, after having the, the first foot down, when he lifted the second, the ball moved in his hand. So they said he hadn't established possession yet. So when that foot came back down again, he was out of bounds. So he didn't get credit for two feet in bounds because the ball moved in his hands first. And they said he didn't have it secure. So, but I just feel like you can do, you can correct a lot of mistakes. Um, you, I, I, and I think you can do it in a way that does not show up the officials, right? Cause what right. shows up the officials more a coach throwing a red challenge flag or jumping up and down screaming F-bombs at officials or a guy in the booth buzzing down, hey, I'm taking a peek at that last play here. Hold up a second. Okay, I'm done. You got the call right. We're good to go. Or, nope, here's here's what the – Hang the on, I need another second to look at this because yep. we didn't get it right. Let's figure yeah, this out. Yeah, we need to make an adjustment. You know, I just – it's going to add time to games, and I recognize that. But, see, football is the most – popular sport and i don't think i mean me as someone who covers the game yes i am going to bitch and complain if there's an extra 10 minutes on the game i mean watching college football those games now are like four hours long because of all the reviews that they do and hopefully the nfl doesn't become that but guess what 
people are not turning off college football because extra time is being added for these reviews. Now, they complain about the reviews being done, right? Oh, that's unnecessary, this, that, and the other. But it's okay if you get the calls right. And again, to me, I just feel like the technology is available to do it. It's a simplistic fix. And there's just so much money being gambled on, legally gambled on these games now. And now the NFL has official partners and... I do I think you like, make one you make one really really valid point about having 16 individual um members of an officiating crew. Yeah, I yeah. I don't think like I don't think it's there's a you know if you want to do it cheap you have one you do, centralized you center, site. Yeah, you do a centralized and I just think that that's But bad. if you do one centralized site you might have someone doing a one o'clock game and then coming back and doing the Sunday nighter and that's not what you want, man. Because nope. I think that what happens is, is when you do stuff like that, you fatigue out officials. You cannot yep. you, do you, that. You want a guy that's a member of that crew, so that because here's the other thing too, is those officials look at him as a member of the crew, right? And not somebody who's looking over their shoulder that's gonna, you know, because the the goal of officiating is to get it right. That's the goal of officiating. And again, with all this money that's being, I just feel like the NFL, Andy, they have a moral obligation now to do this. To, because it, they're now in bed with gambling. I agree with you. 100%. It is if a, they weren't in bed with gambling, I'd be like, well, all right, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. But they are. And that's right. I mean, let's be honest about it. The whole reason we have injury reports pre-legalized sports gambling was for the gambling community. Right. And let's be honest about it. Like, it was, you never spoke of it, right? Right. Um, unless you were Al Michaels saying, oh, that score might mean something to a select few. He's like the only one that ever did it, though, right? <laughs> he doesn't have to do that anymore. No. He could just come out and say it. Well, that just killed the over-under tonight um, or the spread. Hey, touchdown. True. And the Rams have covered. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I Seriously, I'm waiting for whether it's Jim Nance or Al Michaels or Mike Tirico or one of the main play by I'm waiting for someone to just be like late in the game, you know, final 30 seconds, a meaningless touchdown gets scored. And they're like, and so-and-so has just covered the spread tonight. (laughs) It's crazy talk. All right. I do like the conversation about officiating. And if you like conversations like this, you can always uh, subscribe to the podcast. That's the best way to do it. But if you want to be a part of the show, all you need to do is hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at game day CLE for our amazing producer, Meredith Kane, who listens to every second of these podcasts. And we appreciate her just because we know that her ears aren't bleeding. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for listening to it's always game day in Cleveland. We drop again on Thursday morning. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event.
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.